Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Can the Warriors get back on track? Will the Kevin Durant looming free agency be a real distraction? Where will KT go if he leaves? The only question left is, say it with me, you win. Hey sports fans, Coach Nick here and welcome to the B-Ball Breakdown Podcast. Today I am pleased to have friend of the breakdown, Marcus Thompson of The Athletic, to talk about the Warriors and hopefully not make fun of my fanny pack anymore. That will never stop happening. <laughs> well, listen. Ever. Ever. <laughs> Well, you know, if you I don't it, care how JaVale McGee is trying to make you cool again, it ain't gonna happen. <laughs> right. Well, if you have never seen me when I'm at like you know covering an NBA team, I'm a one man band with a camera and a mic and a fanny pack and all sorts of wires and stuff. So, uh, you know, it's hard to avoid. Man, but just get just, just get an MCM backpack or Gucci backpack or Louis backpack and fit right on in. Oh, okay. Put there it you all go. in there. Ah, there you go. I, you know, I, that's why you're here. I, I, you need me to, I need you for, for that kind of stuff. But I also need you it's because uh, we need to talk about the Kevin Durant situation. And I'm even curious at today if it's even like blown over to the point where it's not even a news story anymore. But what do you think? Is it still a thing between him and Draymond and perhaps even a, more of the, of the uh, organization? I mean, look, I haven't, I must say, I haven't been there. I wasn't with the team on the road trip. So, you know, my, my perspective is limited to what I've heard and, you know, talking to people. It's clearly still a thing, but it's a thing they're working through. Uh, I don't think none of it matters anyway because Raymond ain't even playing. Right. <laughs> so the answer to solving it, really the answer to solving it is Steph Curry. He's not playing. So it's going to be a thing until they start winning again. Uh, I think some of the things that were said, you know, sting and, I don't know if it's just a, hey, man, I'm sorry is enough. So they just got to work through it. I think that's where they are. They're just trying to work through it, just like any other relationship that's going through hard times. You know, this kind of thing tends to happen on a lot of different teams. And I'm just kind of curious, do you feel, having with your uh, experience around the league, do you feel like this incident rose above what any other typical normal thing would happen between two teammates in the middle of the year when they lose a close game? Uh, I mean, that all just depends on, like, how you're measuring this stuff. You know, was it a typical argument? No. But are atypical arguments part of a season? Is that typical? Absolutely, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sometimes the arguments escalate. You know, when you start weighing – when you start weighing conversations that – or things that happen in the locker room that are like, oh, my Lord, I can't believe that happened. This is probably pretty – low on the scale I think what made it what made it unique is when it happened what made it unique is the people involved in, in their context and that this is the Golden State Warriors probably you know one of the best teams of all time I think that all factors into it well, is it as crazy as Javar's Crittenden pulling out guns in the locker room with Gilbert Arenas absolutely not <laughs> right like there's 
there's been other things, but that doesn't mean this is not a thing. I'm just saying these things, it's typical for incidents to rise above the, the level of normal in the NBA season. Like the Warriors did in 2016, where Draymond and Steve Kerr almost fought the locker room. So it, I'm not saying it's nothing. I'm just saying it's normal for things of this, of this magnitude to happen during a, a course of the season. You said timing uh, is of note. Do you mean like this this early in the season? Is that what you're talking about? No, I mean like in the middle of the game. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it happened right before overtime, right? The regulation just ended. They were trying to go into overtime. Like that's that's when it happened. The timing of it was just like, why is this happening right now? Right? Why are they having this argument in this moment? To me, that was the part that was like, wow. I mean, it sounded like something that would happen in the locker room. Sure. Right, or at practice. Well, <laughs> That's so, what I would think. So what I'm inferring from that is you feel you don't even think that the argument was had anything to do with Draymond turning the ball over and costing him a shot at winning the game in regulation then. Is that, is that what you're saying? I mean, it depends on who perspective. Like, all I can do, I mean, look, Draymond knows why he yelled at him, and nobody's really talked to Draymond yet like that. So... I think the turnover, my personal amateur psychology is that the turnover, you know, led to, I think Durant yelled at Draymond about it and he was in his feelings because he knew he cost the, he cost the Warriors that possession and, and he responded with like some deeper issues. (laughs) I think that's what it was. So, (laughs) okay. I think the turnover, in that sense, the turnover was the spark. You could, so you could say, but. Sure. Well, I don't think that was the genesis of it, though. I don't think it it wasn't about the turnover. It was about other issues that were brewing below the surface, and the turnover brought them up. Well, let's let's explore that for a second. You know, what are these issues you think that uh, that have been bubbling under the surface until then? Um, Again, like it's really hard to tell until Draymond explains because he's the one who has the issue. But you know, as I wrote in the Athletic. You know, he from what he was saying, sounds like he's tired of the fact that Draymond hasn't. I mean, that Kevin Durant hasn't committed to the Warriors. Uh, that 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 would seem to be the essence. Like he didn't he didn't want to get called out by somebody who was one foot in and one foot out. And Draymond is one of those dudes. Like you want to take him in the alley with you, and he feels like, hey, if I'm in the alley, I need to know you with me. So he clearly has some feelings about that, <laughs> like about the fact that. Kevin Durant did this one plus one again, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe, maybe it had nothing to do with that. Maybe he just felt embarrassed because he turned the ball over and got yelled at and didn't right. <laughs> and tried to grab for something. Like that's what I'm saying. We don't know because Draymond would have to say that. Like he's the one who said it. So look, everybody knows with Kevin Durant taking the third third one plus one, basically having a third free agency that that was going to be a thing. So, like, whether it was, like, a bad thing or not, who knew? But it was a clear indication when he took another one plus one that he wanted to keep his options open. He even said it. He wanted to keep his options open. Now, when you do that, obviously, there's a chance that people might be in their feelings about it. No question. So, all of that stuff you probably could say has factored in. But I don't know if that is why Draymond did that. And I don't know. I certainly don't think it justifies Draymond doing that. But this is part of NBA free agency, right? This is a bunch of players and millionaires who 
<laughs> you got to deal with their egos and all that stuff. That's just all part of the deal. And I think I think Kevin Durant might have felt like it was all understood. Like he just doing what he does as a as an NBA boss, so to speak, right? Like he gets to call the shot. That's what that's what you get for being great. So if you depending on who you talk to, it might be nothing. It might be just Draymond doing too much, or it might be the problem of a bigger issue. I feel like Draymond needs to address that. Okay, fair enough. I mean, it, I I think I agree with your your armchair quarterbacking and the notion of he screwed up and he felt maybe even embarrassed and just had, felt like he needed to lash out or something on that one. I've seen that. You know, we've seen people do that. Uh, interestingly, and if we can flash back to when Durant first got there, we had that famous shot of um, Draymond in his face, right? Uh, Durant is kind of nodding along, trying to tell him, hey, we don't ISO the way you want to ISO, all that kind of stuff. Um, that... Is there a connection between that kind of relationship that they might have had then and, and, and what happened recently? How do you mean? What do you mean? Draymond screams at everybody. So okay. So I don't know if we can. Okay. <laughs> right. So, I mean, I guess what I'm getting at is is, is it possible perhaps that this brewing, um, that the explosion is not only just for maybe like free agency? Is it because perhaps the way Kevin Durant is playing and the way he prefers to play maybe never has quite bought into the Warriors' way is also an issue? And and by the way, is it is it an issue with only Draymond or do other players seem to have an issue they don't publicly acknowledge it? Or what do you think about that? So I, I think it's tough to sit here and say that Kevin Durant hasn't bought in when he's got two championships and two finals MVPs, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's a natural there's a natural struggle with whether or not to give give the ball and let this once in a generation scorer do his thing, or whether or not they should work on ball movement or run pick and roll. Like I think it's just a natural course of having all this talent right it's trying to figure out how to manipulate it so i wouldn't say those two things are connected at all okay i I feel like i think in the houston series they showed that like they tried to they went iso they went iso uh uh, kd for like the first three games and then they had to switch and win the series i mean this is this is how they've been they've done it they did it in the world series this is how they've done it it's that wrestle between what's the best way to approach it but they're like it's wrestling between two good ways to approach it right so as far as like other players if i knew another player was mad about it it would already be an athletic <laughs> <laughs> okay so be a story. so steph and clay you know are, are not having internal battles with what's going on in the court the x's and o's and the style they're playing what do you mean internal bat? They're not batting off. Yeah, like Steph doesn't battle. Clay, Clay is unaffected. He doesn't shoot. Like he shoots when he gets the ball. Like Clay is the most unaffected dude on the court. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we've watched Steph go with the back and forth. We've seen this for years. So I don't. I don't think anything is different with those guys. And look, I'm not saying they don't feel or do feel. They might be pissed about it and just handle it a different way. Who knows? Uh, but so far, we haven't seen anything. Look, before this happened, nobody was talking about this. Yeah. Before Draymond blew up, it wasn't an issue. This wasn't a story. We were actually talking about how they might win 80 games, right? So for now, for Draymond to blow up, and now we say this is how everybody feels. Like, well, if that's the case, we would have saw it before Draymond blew up. So Right. Fair enough. That, mm-hmm. That's where I stand on it. We are so thrilled to have Fanatics as today's podcast sponsor. 
Fanatics is the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear from all the leagues, teams, and players you love. Fanatics has the best selection including trusted brands like Nike and Jordan brand and exclusive designs by Fanatics. They've also got autographed collectibles from today's biggest stars. The coolest thing is their jersey assurance program. If you buy a player jersey and that player is traded within 90 days, Fanatics will replace your jersey with another player from your favorite team or your favorite player's jersey with their new team. You'll get free shipping through the end of the year if you click on my special link at fanatics.com slash coachnick. They've literally got thousands of the coolest design products for college and pro hoops fans. Join Fanatics Rewards today and earn fan cash on every purchase. Don't forget to support the B-Ball Breakdown Podcast and get free shipping on your order through 1231 by shopping Fanatics through our link at fanatics.com slash coachnick. And an interesting comparison is when Draymond was in Kevin Durant's face and the whole thing. I mean, I think Kevin Durant acknowledged I was wrong. I shouldn't have taken that bad shot. I saw this and that, whatever. And that was what was weird about this one was that Draymond was wrong. I mean, we know they want to push it, but it, it felt bad from the beginning as that play unfolded. And he turned it over. And it was weird to see a guy did not say, hey, I'm sorry. I totally screwed that up. Let's get let's get him in overtime. <laughs> and I think I think that's also what was newsworthy, right, was that it wasn't that. And it Rather, instead of my bad, let's get him an overtime, it was F you, bitch, and, you know, you're not on part of our team. I, is that, and basically, is that the sentiment that you got? Like, what, what you were, were you nearby to hear what was going on, or do you know, you know? I was not. That's what I'm saying. I haven't been with the team. Like, I'm okay. not a – we got Slater, who uh, travels with the team. Yeah. So, I don't think – look, I do think there was an element of Draymond, you know, he's kind of got to take that, right? Like, he screams at everybody on the team. I've watched him do it, and everybody knows Draymond's got your back, and the price of that is he's going to yell at you when you're wrong. So there is a part of Draymond that should have taken it better, no question. He should have been like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right, my bad. But I think the if I'm, again, playing armchair psychologist in the, in the strip mall in West Oakland, I think <laughs> it was much more about so, so we might. I thought I immediately tweeted Draymond got to give that up. He should have gave it up. But in Draymond's mind, him pushing it is also a viable option. That's not a mistake. Right. So I think that was the reaction. It's like I we have two viable options here. I chose this one. Now, if you run with me, who knows? Maybe it works. Obviously, I turned it over. My bad. But he's saying me pushing the ball. This is what I'm getting from it. Me pushing the ball is a viable option. Don't act like I'm Carlton Banks and you're Will Smith and I'm not supposed to touch the ball, right? I think that was more along the lines of the mistake was turning it over. The mistake was not pushing it and having Draymond run the break. Right. So I think that those were – I think that's where if he were to explain it, he probably would say that. Like, no, nah, man, you, you run with me. I push it. This is what we do. Six seconds left. We like to prove it. If you look at the replay – Steve Kerr points like go like they like to get the ball up the court so he's saying yeah I turned it over like you know I messed up and he should have owned that but let's not act like you know <laughs> I'm not well within my rights to push the ball and try to make a play and you should run with me and then I'm gonna get you the ball that way so I think that that's probably where 
if you know, if I'm Draymond, that that be the case. I mean, that's where I can see him saying, "Hold on, let's not act like, you know, I'm I'm like the 12th dude on the bench here. I'm Draymond Green." <laughs> yeah, and we all know Draymond is gonna get paid, which is why he should be investing all that money with Robinhood, an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all commission free. I've been using their app. And it's really intuitive and easy to understand, with tons of good information to help you make decisions on what to invest in. In just four taps, you can make a trade without a charge, unlike other brokerages that could charge you $10 per trade, so you can keep all your profits. If you're not that familiar with the market, and trust me, I'm a novice, you can easily get started with Robinhood. And best of all, wait for it. Robinhood is giving away a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help build your portfolio. Sign up at breakdown.robinhood.com so you can start. That's breakdown.robinhood.com. I have the last question for you. Is KD leaving? Uh, does KD know that answer? I think so. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> you don't, have, I don't do, do, do you have a feeling? Uh, so I said that before and caused a big controversy. Look, <laughs> all right. If I if I had if I had to guess, my guess would be that he leaves. If he stayed, would I be shocked? Absolutely not. Because where is he going to go? <laughs> Where's he going to go? That's better. Uh, it's just it's I. Whatever he knows right now doesn't matter anyway because he doesn't have to make the decision right now. So who knows what will happen in the next six months that will change his mind, right? Like who who knows? I here's what I feel like. I feel like there's a very real chance he's like, yeah, I'm out, and then he goes and sits in front of other teams, and it's like, yeah, uh, no, I'm going back. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Who's gonna sit? Who's gonna who who is he gonna sit in front of? That's going to impress him more than what he had. Like that's that's going to be a tough question to answer. I think I think he's going to have a tough time finding a situation where he can say, "Yes, this is better," right? And we don't know what those we don't even know what those caveats are. Is he going to New York with Kyrie? Does Kyrie go, or is Kyrie really serious about staying in Boston? Does he link up with Kawhi and the, and the Clippers? Like how like how does it work? Those aren't certain. So. He could have an idea what he's going to do, but he's not. I know he told me he wanted his money, <laughs> right, on uh -huh. the record, and I wrote it, that he wanted to get paid, and guess who could offer him the most money? The Warriors. So I do feel like, I do feel like, I do feel like there are some, uh, there are elements that will make him want to leave, and there are elements that will make him want to stay. And the question is, which ones are the loudest when it's time for him to decide? I don't think he knows yet. How I don't, think, I don't think he knows, because if he knew... If he knew he was leaving, that means he would know where he's going. Okay, fair right? enough. Even when he left Oklahoma City, I think he knew he was going to the Warriors. Okay, now he knew that was it. Like that's that's the situation I want to go to. I don't know what that is now for him. How, how aware is he uh, of how uh, vilified he was for choosing the Warriors of all teams? What you mean? How aware is he? Well, you know, they were, everyone like, wants to call him the snake. Yeah, he know. He knows. He knows. He's heard it all. You know, he knows. That dude hears everything. He knows. I think in his mind, though, I think he just like 
the free agency conversation is just it's just old, you know. It's just mm-hmm. it's just like all right, it, everybody knows I have to make a decision. It doesn't happen now. Why are we talking about it in November? I think that's his situation, right? And maybe that maybe that makes him sign a five year deal because he doesn't want to do that again. Sure, right? Or maybe maybe not. Maybe he's like, all right, this is gonna be my life now. This is how it is. Does, so, well, does, I, I think he knows everything he needs to know about like what's going to happen if he leaves because he's felt it already. Well, what about the notion that he'll never get his proper due as long as he's playing alongside those guys? Uh, does that have any effect on him, do you think? I, I think it's part of the equation, I would guess. I think I, think, uh, I look at it two ways. Um, look, I don't really like superimposing what people think like I just go with what people tell me and uh, I don't know what Kevin Durant thinks you know he thinks for himself here's what I would guess based on his 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 conversations and behaviors in the past mm-hmm. he might like there's a part of him that wants to be number one he wants to be the best he wants to be considered the best he wants the throne and you know I, I'm sure he's heard that he won't get the throne as long as he's with the Warriors but also <laughs> what if he wins five championships? How do you how do you get the throne? If he wants the throne, how do you get it? Is it go winning one title elsewhere, or is it winning six with the Warriors? Is it winning five with the Warriors? Like, right? You know, if he if he wins this year and he has three, and then he signs a five year deal, and he wins two out of the next five years, he'd have five championships. He'd have as many as Kobe and Magic Johnson. Right, <laughs> like, yeah. or if he says, "Hey, I want to be the greatest. I need to get six championships." Like, so no matter no matter what he, he wants, the option exists with the Warriors and outside the Warriors. If he wants money, he can get money with the Warriors and without the Warriors. If he wants to win, his best chance is with the Warriors. But if you tell me Kyrie uh, and Kawhi about to team up and go somewhere, I think he can win there too. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right. So. <laughs> I think he can get I think that's what makes it you don't know he can get like this is Kevin Durant this is not like Shane Battier <laughs> no disrespect right this is this yeah. is a dude who moves the needle in the NBA right this is a dude who changes the changes the whole structure of the league like ain't that many dudes who can do that LeBron KD I think Steph could do it if he ever wanted to you know Kawhi could do it like that's the type of like player he is. So I, I really don't feel like wherever he goes, there's going to be a limit. If he really wants to be like, if he wants to be the man, and you're the Warriors, you're like, hey, Chasen are about to be you and Steph, <laughs> right? You about to you about to you about to get your own house, and it'll be you. It'll be you and Steph. Like that's what it'll be. Every, I mean, I think he knows this. Like he can't do it by himself. Right, he's gonna have, he's gonna have to have a star with him. Mm-hmm. So who who knows? The only reason I can see him possibly wanting to leave is real is like a new challenge, like or and or and because this is clearly Steph Curry country, right? So maybe that's that. But I, I part of me is like I don't know if KD is that sensitive. Like I know people are assigning that to him, and I know some of his behaviors have been like, oh man, he's sensitive, but. I don't think he's to the. I don't think he's the kind of guy that's like, oh man, they'll never love me like Steph. I'm leaving. Like I don't think he's that guy. That's just my read. I could be wrong, but 
I mean, the dude's been through some things in his life. He's not he's not running because it ain't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, there, there's there's he's just a, he's just a multifaceted person. So there's a part of him that probably wants to be loved, but there's always that's also a part of him that really wants a good teammate. There's a part of him that wants to win, and there's a part of him that really wants to be in an environment that he's happy. Right? Like, I don't think I don't think one of them is the dominant one, but come come July, one of them might decide to answer. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right. So all right, I don't well, think we know really yet. We'll, we'll have to keep our eye on it, and we'll keep our eye on uh, your articles pumping out at The Athletic. Uh, I guess we're, we're cousins right now, as I'm doing my own little weekly thing at The Athletic uh, as well, so it's nice to be that much closer to your stuff. And, yes, uh, sir. Yeah. So, well, thank you so much for coming on, Marcus. I really appreciate it. And uh, don't forget, sports fans, at B-Ball Breakdown, not a channel, we're a conversation. You in? Are you in, Marcus? I'm in. I'm all the way in. Every episode.